Welcome to another episode of Pro-Am Disc Golf. I'm Gavin Goodwin. And I'm Chris Telesbo. I am your amateur. And I'm your professional. And thank you for coming back. We've missed, I think, two weeks now. I know. I feel like it's been way too long. Uh, and uh, sorry about that. We don't, you know, we'll miss a week here and there, but I think it's the first time we've missed two in a row. So we didn't, the show didn't end. Chris and I didn't have a falling out. Um, so, uh, but... Holidays. Holidays and then just illness and just trying to get schedules together just didn't work out. So, mm-hmm. but we're back. And uh, we are going to jump right into some emails. We've had a couple pile up, not not too many. Um, first, we're going to go to Hunter. Uh, and he asks, do you guys think that strengthening legs and core will help you get more distance? Both myself and my brother were long distance runners before finding this sport. And we were able to pick it quick uh, and throw decently far as opposed to people I know that don't have the running background. Also, yeah, the disc golf bros thing was me. Yeah. <laughs> I made a YouTube channel for me and my friends to record fun rounds. Thanks, Hunter. Well, great. So go support his YouTube channel, Disc Golf Bros. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm assuming it's still there. <laughs> uh, so what do you say, Chris, about strengthening legs and core to help with distance? Short answer, yes. Longer answer, I don't think running necessarily will make you throw farther. Um, if you're, I'm going to quote, have a running background, to me that means you're more athletic. Like running isn't a hobby that you can just pick up and be good at. Like it takes a lot of running to be a runner. Um, yeah. And I think the general in shape factor you get from that, including pretty good core strength, will contribute to distance. Yes. But I think cross country, I completely agree with everything you said. Like I think the better shape you are in, the better, the, the, the easier, more athletic you are, yeah. the better you're going to be at athletic endeavors. The easier it is to pick up athletic. That things. being said, like, that one YouTube video of the dude who's very overweight throwing forever. Like, yeah, that's some technique. That's some form, whatever. Like, and my guess is he's probably got a lot of strength underneath that, uh, mm-hmm. layer. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, you know, it's, an, and you can get somebody that's very, like my wife is very athletic and she throws, you know, 30 feet. Mm-hmm. So, but she doesn't care to try. Yeah. So that's, um, but I think, yeah. And I think if you're a, cr- I would imagine that being a cross country runner is probably about the best cross training you can do just for life. Um, yeah. Cause you're not now marathon runners. That's a different thing. Like that's borderline unhealthy. Um, but cross country you're running, you know what? 10 miles tops, something like that range. Mm-hmm. So you're running long distance. You're in good shape. You're, you know, you're, you're not overweight. You, you know, you shouldn't be at least, but you're also not putting yourself to the point of like, extreme exertion. So I think you're probably, my guess is that you and your brother are probably pretty good at most things you pick up. Hunter. Mm-hmm. And Chris is an athletic guy and throws far. I'm not a gift, like a natural athlete. And I have to work really hard to get out 300 feet. Mm-hmm. I, I want to add that being athletic is a benefit, but only once you learn how to throw. Absolutely. Because I, I I think I'm a pretty athletic person. I'm tall, I'm strong, and I couldn't throw far right away. Legitimately, my wife might be the most athletic person I know. She's triathlete. Yeah, like, that's I, I think pretty I said far it before, up the list. but she finished third in worlds last year in yeah. the division she was in. That's pretty far up the list, or two years ago. Uh, but she doesn't like. She's only thrown a disc a handful of times, mm-hmm. and it does not go far. And she's fine with it. It's fun. Yeah. So but, I, I would say once you have enough invested to have some sort of form that's functional. Yes, core, leg background, beneficial. 
And I would say too, that if you've been coached, like if you've done Mm -hmm. a sport and you've been coached, you're used to technique and realizing that there is a technique to something. And so you're trying to figure it Mm -hmm. out. Mm -hmm. And if you're a person who's been coached and coached, then you're probably more attuned to those kinds of things. So, um, that's what I think. Yeah. But I don't think there's anything that strengthening your core would not help you with a strong core is going to help you play Xbox better. It does. I mean, it's just, it's going to be good for you, period. And this is mm-hmm. from a guy who does not have the strongest of cores, but... Me neither. Yeah, but I they're... Just, uh, yeah. I, I know it's a good thing. Yeah. So, and uh, legs as well. Also, you know, some eye candy for the ladies out there or the dudes. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> This is a follow-up email. We won't get too much into it, but Kevin Carr sent us some pictures of the uh, Briar Patch or the Huckleberry Patch course. And it is Blackberry. beautiful. Blackberry. Yeah. Huckleberries uh, don't have. Giles Run, I guess is the name of the course. G-I-L-E-S. And it looks amazing. It, yeah. It looks beautiful. Uh, so thank you for sharing those, Kevin, because that lucky you getting to play in that course. Yeah. Very cool. Thank you. Um, do you want to read the next one? I uh, uh, forgot <coughs> this. Yeah. Yeah. So back when we did our uh, disc stories, I totally forgot to check Instagram and we had a message. So. Two-part answer to the disc stories. First this is part, the lost discs? Yeah. Okay. Lost discs or discs you don't want to lose. Oh, yeah. That stuff. First part is my disc that I couldn't go without would probably be my G-Star Valkyrie. Valkyries are so popular. Yeah. I think we've had like three Valks on yeah, this. Everybody. I had a DX Valkyrie that I had my biggest distance breakthrough with, and I lost it, which was devastating. But the G-Star has taken its spot, and out of all the discs in my bag, it gets thrown for most distance shots. It's so good to have just one distance disc that you love cool story is i lost a trespass on i think you know what this guy emailed us as well we did do this one. i was thinking it sounded familiar yeah we did do this okay. one anyway okay good so he found a trespass you like that too uh or he said okay. that back. i'm not but, crazy yeah no I okay i was so we did afraid to bring that up <laughs> <clears throat> excuse me um yeah that's funny where, I, to, where to reach out twice because i have a terrible attention span i now carry three mavericks in my bag just in case Hey, that's good. If yeah. I'm playing tournament round, if it's in Utah, I'll have like four Ballista Pros. And if it's somewhere else, I'll have like four Enforcers. Yeah. Just because. Yeah. I'll throw well, one of them if things go well. There's room in my bag for them. And so yep. I'll carry them. Uh, I should probably do another in the bag because last time it was like, I don't know why I have this. This is here because it That'd be pretty. interesting. And I, I know that my bag is narrowed down quite a bit. Yeah. I wonder how much mine has changed. I don't think... I don't know. I don't remember what was in it when I did it. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I know one disc that's still there. The Blister Pro? The Emac. Oh, the Emac. Oh, yeah. That's still in mine, too. Always. Um, yeah. I don't know, though. Uh, but there's some, there's some new discs that I've, like, really enjoying and thinking that are uh, not, I don't know if new is the right word, but discs that I've learned to, to appreciate more and yeah. throw a lot more than I ever did before. Yeah. So. We could do a revisited, like a yeah, six a months later or something. <laughs> Every six months. All right. We'll just bust them out. When was the last time we did? I don't know. We'll look it up. I don't know. Or somebody. Yeah. Tell me. <laughs> if we have like a fan out there that has, you know, some when idea. When did we do the in the bags? Yeah. Because that would actually would be interesting every six months. Uh, well, and that would get us like through the different seasons too. Because mine definitely changes for the winter. Yeah. Mine turns pink. <laughs> just, just to find them. I don't throw a lot of pink discs. Although uh, I recently got two pink discs <laughs> from Dynamic. Yeah. Um. But uh, I definitely in the winter I'm throwing 
bright contrast disc. So I like the yellow, the fluorescent yellows, the hunter orange, things like that. So yeah, I I default to a lot of white just because and that they is feel the good. worst in the snow. So once we get enough snow here in Salt Lake, there's just one day I'll sit down back. Like, you know what? And I'll dump out my bag. Literally pick it up, dump it out because I'm like pouting that I have to do it. And then I put in weird, obscure pinks and oranges and stuff I don't usually throw, just for snow's sake. Yeah. I mean, you could just spray paint your white ones, but that probably But then would... it's illegal. Yeah, I know. And you can't, you can't throw them. can't lose them. I know. Oh. We did... Okay, I just pulled it up. Oh. We did my in the bag June 5. Okay. I thought we did them the same day. No, no. We didn't do them on the same day. So is yours the one after that? We did them in June. We'll say that. Okay. All right. So December would be six months. Uh, I think mine was... I don't know if mine was before or after yours. I can't remember. I don't know. I don't know either. But six months would be December. So summer bag, winter bag, perfect. That's December we're is s- next week. We're so good at planning. Yeah. High five. <laughs> you remind me of Seinfeld. Why is that? One of Elaine's boyfriends. Oh. High five. Every time he does anything. Yeah. High fives are rad. I like high fives. Yeah. Um, okay. Anyway. One more email. Uh, this is from Daniel Smith. Hi, Daniel. Hey, guys. Dan. Hey. Just wondering if y'all, well, Chris probably. All right, maybe I'm not going to read this thing. Are heading to Las Vegas Challenge or GBO in 2019? I got into both, and it would be cool to have a meet and greet if either of you were there. Thanks, Dan. Um, I love that. I, I think that's so awesome that you want to do that. Do you know Daniel Smith? I don't think I know Daniel Smith. Probably. Okay. I don't know. I don't, if, I don't know if, if he's I do, I'm sorry. Or, but... Um, I'm so bad with names. I'm much better with faces. I'm terrible with names. And also, I just don't know that many people in the disc golf community. <laughs> um, but I am, I can almost guarantee that I will not be going to either of those personally. Mm-hmm. Um, GBO appeals to me way more than Las Vegas, even though Las Vegas is a fairly easy drive for me to get there. And I have family I could stay with out there. But um, <clears throat> GBO just seems like a much cooler event to go to and probably just get like a spectator card even, you know? Yeah. Um, so, but I'm fairly certain in 2019, my schedule will not allow for that to happen. Um, but what say you, Chris? Um, so undecided as of now, um, I coach volleyball as well and I've taken on a club team this off season and I don't know our tournament dates yet for the volleyball. So once I get that set, which should be in the next week or so, I can look and start budgeting what tournaments I can get yeah. to out of state. But those are two that you usually do play. Yeah, I've played both of these the last few years. Love them both. Um, if the schedule and my pocket allows, I will go to both of them. And we would love for Chris to have anybody who listens and wants to hang out with Chris if he's there. Come say Or hi. on the off chance that I'm there. I'm the second tallest person at these events if I'm there. Bizlet's playing. Yeah. Yeah, no, I've, I've seen some pretty tall spectators. No, who's no, taller? Germ. Germ, okay. But we're really close. It was his decision that he's taller. <laughs> so I'll give it to him. No, I think he is, like half inch or something. It's nice. close, though. You guys should do back-to-back. We have, but nobody's tall enough to tell. <laughs> you know, they're all a foot shorter, just looking straight up. Like You, you put a stick on uh, it, and you see which way it goes. Yeah. Like, yeah. physics people, come we, on. Hey, we had rocket scientists there. And they couldn't figure this out? out? No. So we just we as a group decided it's Jeremy. You just taller. put a disc on your heads and see which way it leans. We we we, we did the works. Oh, it wasn't like you, it was that close. Yeah, I think it's him, but it's really close. Okay, here's what you need to do. You need to take your shoes off. You need to lay down on some cement, and you need to chalk line ah, feet and head. There we go. 
So I'll just bring chalk when I go. Yeah. Jeremy, that's how that's how my pediatrician measures my kids. Like when they're too little to stand up at the thing, they just have the butcher paper on the the desk and they just kind of stretch them out and mark it, make a little hash mark. Perfect. Jeremy would be down. All right. Yeah. Okay. So honest answer, not currently planning on it, which saddens me to say on either on either. Yeah. Um, but there is a possibility for both. Um, mostly I just, I am not working. So that being said, uh, if you are fans of the show and you want to meet other fans of the show, please do something a meet like up, that. Yeah. Like that would be fantastic. And if, uh, if the show supported us in such a way that financially <laughs> that, uh, we could go to these things, I would do it in a heartbeat, but I'm, yeah. it just doesn't work out. And with our family schedule, like for me to take off for a week to go to, uh, Kansas mm-hmm. is probably not going to happen. Yeah. Um, but that would be fun. Like I, I actually would like to go to GBL Las Vegas challenge kind of like whatever to me, but, uh, Casa, I'm just kind of like, I, I don't love going to Las Vegas. I don't mm-hmm. gamble and I don't drink. So it's like, what's the point? Mm-hmm. Um, but GBO sounds like just a fun event, like an experience, something that I would like to just experience once. Yeah. I mean, Vegas is a good event. Um, I think, GBO is probably the best event. Well, and I think probably because Las Vegas, the the Las Vegas challenge is not even a drop in the bucket for events in Las Vegas throughout the year. I don't yeah. know that there's a bigger thing in Emporia, Kansas than the there GBO. Is. Oh yeah. There's the, one thing. The bike race. Yeah. Okay. So it's the second biggest thing yep. in the city. Yep. And the whole city <laughs> shuts down to welcome it. Yeah. Which is awesome. So mm-hmm. it just seems like it would be more of a, an event. Yeah, it's it. I think GBO is more memorable. Yeah, but Vegas is a good event. The Super Bowl is going to be in Las Vegas. That will make a dent in the city. <laughs> uh, other than finding, than running out of cheap Airbnbs, I don't think Las Vegas challenges. Really we did. Much we did a good job last year of filling the Airbnbs around that golf course. Yeah, like the whole neighborhood. It was yeah, it was hard. To oh, find I'm sure. Place. And it was like twelve people per. Yeah, we house. had ten or twelve in our house. Yeah, it was fun though. That's just what you do. Mm-hmm. So. Um, both worth playing though. I'm stoked you got in. I hope yeah. you have a great time. No. Yeah. And good luck to you and let us know how you do for yeah. sure. Keep reaching out and I'll let you know if I can go or not. Yeah. Uh, let me said, I still have one weighted rated round under my belt, so I should probably try to get another one of those in for two. You can long. do the year opener. I probably will. That's the one that I played last yeah. year. So, uh, <laughs> so you play one rated round every January, <laughs> but you do it in the bag every six months. Although that depends on my schedule teaching skiing. If I can, Oh yeah, it just happened to snowing. line up with the one Saturday I had off. Is it open yet? Yeah, the resort that I work at is open. I work at Park City Mountain Resort, and okay. it is open. Um, almost exclusively man-made snow. I was going to say any real snow. Yeah, I mean a little bit, probably. <laughs> I haven't been up there. Okay. So, um, but yeah, so that takes care of emails for this week. Uh, please write in all sorts of like whatever. We love you know pictures of your home course jokes funny things whatever uh i uh you know what we're gonna do one round of this because this is a new thing that i'm i'm stealing an idea from the adam carolla podcast and merging it with our heiser theticals sweet so they play a game on there called hypothetical road trip and it's just for fun like but it's uh you're taking a trip from california to disney world and who would you rather go with? And they give you like two bad choices. Okay. You know, so we are going to do the Heiser Thetical, um, 
doubles. Oh, okay. So, <clears throat> and uh, I wasn't planning on this, but I'm going to try to remember <laughs> the ones that I had in my mind. Okay. So, hypothetical doubles tournament. You are playing either with a dude who is, or the person, the player, who is a, at least advanced intermediate. It, well, I would say even they're playing local ga- local tournaments in the open division. Okay. They're good. Uh, you know, mid nines rated player, but goes ballistic when things don't go right. Just loses their cool. Okay. Do they stay the same skill level? Yeah, no, they're they're okay. good. They're okay. a, they're a solid player. They're not. It's not Paul Macbeth, you yeah. know, that you're playing with. But think of a you know me. Yes, yeah. but a complete a hole. So just goes ballistic okay. when uh, anything goes wrong. Anything goes wrong. Okay, and missing a fifty foot putt could be going Is wrong. Enough. You know what I mean? Oof. Who knows? <laughs> so somebody with a very 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 short fuse. Okay, and uh, or. The person who's never played before and picks up just one random disc out of your bag and says, no, this is good. This is enough. And they will not take any coaching and just throws that one disc, be it high-speed driver, be it whatever they grab, but thinks of the sport as this is ridiculous that you have more than one Frisbee. All I need is this one, and I'm fine. So who would you rather play your doubles tournament, your hypothetical doubles? Is it like a little mini weekly thing or is this like a big money on the line oh that's a good that's a good point because a mini weekly thing i love new players yeah like it's carefree for both of us this is a rated doubles tournament are there such things rated double tournament sort of okay uh it's like well okay no it is a um it was a 30 dollar per player buy-in and so there's money on the line that's kind of like right on the threshold. That's probably enough invested to want the nine fifty guy. Um, but like a five or ten dollar weekly new player every time. Okay, every time. I'd probably draw the line. You know, twenty five bucks, twenty bucks. Because if I mean, if it's cheap, if I'm you know letting friends have my money, and I'm getting to play with a new player, that's fine. If I'm you know paying a hundred bucks, and I get somebody who's never played before, that's no, not hundred bucks. It's thirty. Well, I, I know I'm drawing my bounds here. If I pay thirty bucks, you know why would okay back up? Who would pay thirty dollars to try disc golf? It's it's a it's somebody's <laughs> doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I was just picking at it. Uh, yeah. So I, I would okay. Say, all right. It's a fifteen dollar buy in. New player. Way more fun. Get to even if he doesn't want advice, I'll give him advice. No, and and you give him advice, and he looks at you and is like, "It's sure. fine. Never mind." He he will not take <laughs> advice. And it's not somebody who's like, oh, this is fun. You know, I wanted to come out and try this. This is somebody who's like, this is dumb. Why does anyone take this seriously? Oh, okay. I totally misunderstood. Yeah. No, it's the dude who's like, you try to teach him like, oh, well, this is actually a putter. You know, this will go a little bit more. It's like, I'm fine with this one that I've got. And he's holding a a high speed overstable driver. So minimal skill and pouty. Uh Uh-huh. Due due to disinterest. Yes. Completely. Thinks the sport is super dumb. Is only playing it because... Who knows why? Whoever dragged in there. Yeah. Or decent skill, but a jerk. Good. Good player, but completely short fuse and um, just razor's edge of whether or not this guy's going to punch somebody. I'm going to switch. I'm going to go with the, the fighter. 
because disinterest is hard to deal with. If I have somebody super aggro, at least I can like distance myself and hang out with the rest of the group and just let him go punch trees. This is your doubles partner though. That's fine. It's just on the scorecard. I don't have to, you know, I don't have to walk him through. Oh no, but, but I have to spend the round with if him. If you don't hit chains, he's in your, he's in your grill. Well, we'll see how, <laughs> see how short that fuse is. <laughs> All right. So that was a, yeah. Disinterest is hard to deal with anger. At least it usually comes from like a passion. So there's like some good intent there, but disinterest is just blah. Okay. That's a hard question. All right. Here's another one. Okay. Uh, I don't even know if I answered that one. <laughs> it's a thought exercise. <laughs> uh, and again, I was not planning on doing it this week, but I'm, I'm having fun with it. Good. Okay. So hypothetical doubles round doubles, doubles partner. Um, full on juggalo. Full on like ninja fam juggalo. Okay. <laughs> or um Did you ever see uh Can't Hardly Wait? I don't know. If I did I don't remember it. Okay. Um Okay, so you've got the full on juggalo or you've got the pretty fly for a white guy guy. Like Oh, pretty fly for a white guy. Upside down visor. Yes. Backwards. Yes. Okay. Yes. I yes. <laughs> totally. You're not a fan of Juggalos? Totally the orange up up bent hat. Yeah. <laughs> totally him. Alright, that one was an easy one for it's, you. It's it's they're equally amusing, but one of them is in a better light than the other. Like you're both they're both gonna get funny looks. Okay. But at least the funny, like, you know, whatever you want to call the white guy. It's like, oh, that's kind of cute. <laughs> juggalo is like, you never know what you're going to get. Right? I don't know. Like you're going to get a juggalo. You're going to get kind some, of a some weird fam. crowd. Yeah. Like, you don't, I don't want to, I don't want to stir anything up there. You know? I don't know. <laughs> Super judgmental here. <laughs> I wonder if there are any juggalos that listen to the show. I'll find out real soon. Yeah. If I offended you, I'm sorry. Um, right in, ninjas. Um, <laughs> all right <laughs> so maybe we'll do some more of those if you guys have you know high, high hypothetical yeah i like it uh doubles partners um let us know because i'm gonna i'm gonna write some okay like me you'll appreciate it yeah okay all right those are just off 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 the dome um you know as the kids say when i was in junior high uh all right so uh we had a holiday weekend and i went on a little bit of a road trip Ooh. And as I'm wont to do, I brought my discs. Yeah. And uh, went out to Lexington, Nebraska to see my brother and his kids. Brought, you know, the family out there. It was a really fun trip. Um, looked up disc golf courses nearby and uh, not a whole lot of variety there. There were a few, but they weren't even rated on. Oh, on, course uh, review? On, uh, yeah, course review. <laughs> So wow. there was one, there were two fairly close to him. Um, and he has a friend that he works with that plays a little bit. And so we went out to the course in Cozad, Nebraska. My brother had never played before. We took some kids and another friend and it was fun, but it was a nine hole course around a park. And I am from the Western United States. I've spent the vast majority of my life in California and Utah. So very much Western States kid, Western weather kid. 
I have never experienced wind <laughs> like Ooh, this. Yep. I have a, what, 40? Uh, I, I didn't have a I didn't probably check. Like, but it, uh, I think, no, I think it was probably closer to 60. Like, it was strong. At least 40. Like, it was strong, strong, strong wind. 60 is knocking you over. So No, it wasn't knocking you I'm over. Gonna, I'm going to... Insert okay. right here. Yes, please. Because um, I'm the same way. I'm very much a Western boy. Until I had got, until I went to Kansas for the first time to disc golf, I had never played in more than 15, 10 miles an hour of wind. Yeah, I think I played in 20 which, here, but that which was... Which turns out in Kansas is a beautiful, nice day. Oh, yeah. And so I got there and, you know, I had my hat was three football fields over. And I was like, you guys enjoy this? Like, what? So, and, <laughs> that, and that was only 30. So it was probably 30 to 40 then. Yeah. I think 30 to 40 is like, oh my God, why am I in this? Yeah. You know, it was when crazy. you're from Utah and everywhere like, else you're like, oh, it's a little breezy. Yeah. No. So and yeah, it's we, like, we don't know wind. Your jacket's flapping. Yeah. Like it was. Yeah. That's probably 30, 40. Yeah. And like when someone would shank a shot, which happened because, you know, we're playing you know, behind them real far. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. So uh, we played this little nine, orcos, nine hole course in Cozad, Nebraska. And uh, I sent you a picture and we can post it up on mm-hmm. the Instagram. But it was a how far? How far was it? It was like a two hundred and thirty-three foot. I think it was yeah, two thirty or two forty. Par four. I'll pull it up real quick. And there was one that was, I think, maybe three hundred feet. And it was a par five. Nice. <laughs> so did you shoot under par on the round? Uh, I honestly didn't keep score uh, for the round because there was just so many people and so many kids and just kind of trying to help everybody. Hole six is a two hundred and thirty-three foot par four. Yeah. With one tree next to the basket. Well, there are two baskets. That's the further basket. Because the closer basket is hole five. So. Oh, okay. So there's a tree in front and behind. Yeah. It's way harder than I thought. But with the wind, that actually wait, made wait, it wait. a very challenging hole. Okay. I got I threed that hole. We, we should talk hole design here because from this 230-foot tee there are two baskets maybe 50 feet apart right in front of you. No, no, no. It, course design was not... Uh, <laughs> But you know I didn't what? Even see the it was a course. One. Also, the baskets were something I'd never seen before. They were like squat. They looked like um, they didn't look like regulation baskets. I wonder if they're upside down pole Mach twos. I'll assemble mine upside down one time and show you. Maybe it's a good putting practice thing I do. Yeah. Pro tip: If you have a mock, I don't know if it works with tens, but if you have a mock two, three, or five, flip the pole upside down, put it back together, and the vertical range you have to hit goes down by like eight inches. Yeah, that's the, that's was like these, yeah. but these are permanently installed. So they could have just been installed wrong. Like, yeah, it could be. Um, if I mean, if it lines up with the whole design, but it's they possible. didn't have any bands on them, so I couldn't tell what they were. And the chains were incredibly heavy. <laughs> like, huh. I had one where I hit a link straight on with good, like I, it was a five foot putt, mm-hmm. and I threw it like I should have. I threw it exactly like I should have. It hit a link and bounced right out. Like didn't Whoa. barely moved the chain. Whoa. So they were very heavy cage chains. Okay, yeah, I don't know what they are. So yeah, I think they were I don't I don't know what they were. Um and then there was another course uh in the town of Lexington, uh Miranda Little Park, and I only found one T marker and there were no T pads, which is fine. You know, I I don't mind throwing off grass, I actually yeah. like it. Um but I only found one T marker at this course and it was whole four. And so I thought, okay, well, I'm just going to make up a safari around here. And I only found five baskets, and I think that's all there was because I actually ended up driving around the park to see. But uh, they were disc catchers. They were nice, you know, baskets. So. You know your local five-hole course? Yeah, but it's fun. Hey, Frisbee is Frisbee. If if I get to golf two holes yeah. back and forth, I'm golfing. Oh, yeah, no, it was good. I, yeah. And it was it was cold because <laughs> that, that one I went out in the morning, uh, and I think it was like 30-something. It was like 30 degrees when I was playing, but it was fun. 
Um, <coughs> uh, but my brother liked it. Him and his kids had a good nice. time. And first time. Yeah. And That's I, awesome. that small bag that you got me, the mm-hmm. little cadet or whatever, I just left that with him with nice. some discs in it. Nice. Um, way to, way to grow the sport. I know. And I, my brother was kind of, you know, he was saying like, so how much beer gets drunk playing disc golf? And I was like, well, a lot. <laughs> Depends where you go. Yeah. I said, you know, we, at home it's all parks and you're not supposed to drink, but you look in the trash cans. It's all full. All it is is beer cans. Yeah. And then uh, he was talking to his other friend that we were there with and laughing about it. He said, yeah, one of the discs that I'm throwing says, hold my beer while I throw. And I said, wait, it does? <laughs> and it did. It was like an X out or something that I picked up. <laughs> just in the discount bin. I'm just quietly shaking did. my head here. And it was stamped, hold my beer while I throw. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, pretty funny. Good on you. Um, but... Uh, I had, it's uh, very much made me appreciate the scene that we have here and the like really quality courses that we have, mm-hmm. you know, that are there better? Sure. Mm-hmm. But are there worse? A lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was, it was really nice. Also, it's hard throwing in the wind. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. So if, if any of you, I, I include myself in this. If you're under like, you know, a thousand, ten, ten, maybe ten, fifteen rated, I'll say ten, 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 and under. You play in the wind, you shoot a different score. Oh yeah, no, I was like that. That two hundred thirty-three foot par four. Mm-hmm. I I got a birdie. Yeah, I got a three, a three. <clears throat> and that was like my, because just the wind just kept. It was so hard to fight through that wind. Yeah, and now if you watch coverage of, you know, the touring players, I can't tell if it's windy, right? Because like, they're that good. I've played in events where the wind flips me upside down, and these guys put up the same scores. I mean, I, huh? like, yeah. How did you guys play this hole with a thirty mile an hour crosswind? And they they do it. Like, whoa. Yeah. Okay. No, it's uh. So as soon as you think you're good without wind, start playing in the wind. And I got to say, if you are good and you live in Kansas, Nebraska, since, you know, those types of places, you probably are pretty good. Yeah. If you have the opportunity. You, you might not be, you know, I don't know. Depends on how many trees are around and stuff like that. There's other things that could challenge you. But you, you're probably pretty good, at least at your disc control. I think I think wind is the best learning tool. When I, when I started, other than throwing putters as high as I can with Oakley to see how far backwards we could go. Yeah. Like we had windy days, we stopped trying to get better. We were throwing putters straight up, which is fun to see who could get closer to the basket four hundred feet behind us. Yeah, and it was awesome. Like yeah. we had so much fun. But did I get better? No. Did I go out on windy days? I'm like, oh, it's windy. Good time to practice. And I was like, no, I'm staying inside. It's windy, right? So if wind is unusual, go out, take advantage. It's like yeah. it's like rain. Like it's a very different situation to play in. And if you don't practice it, you're not going to get better at it. Yeah. No. And I. I completely agree with you. Like my philosophy with it a little bit is if this is the time that I've set out to go play, I'm going to go play regardless of the conditions. Perfect. (coughs) Excuse me. Um, Some exceptions, you know, there's some things that are like flooding. Well, yeah. If it's not safe, don't go out. (laughs) Don't play in lightning. If, if there's lightning, just, it doesn't matter. (laughs) Uh, I've, I've known people that have lost loved ones to lightning. That was a bad joke. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, don't go out and play in lightning. Um, but like this evening I was going to go play and then it was raining and 
I normally would have gone and played just, you know, worn my water resistant shoes and gone and played and had a good time and not worried about it too much. My score, but I had to be somewhere immediately after, and I knew I didn't want to show up all muddy. So that was my reason for not going and playing. Um, but other than that, if I've got, you know, if, if barring time where I can, you know, go home and change or whatever, go out and play. If you've scheduled that time to play, go play. If it's snowing, if it's whatever, and, uh, it'll help your game. Um, not the best example given, you know, uh, history, but, (laughs) uh, Lance Armstrong used to go out and train no matter what. Mm -hmm. And his philosophy was if it's raining and my competitors aren't riding, I am. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm getting, I'm learning how to ride in the rain and I'm getting faster in the rain and I'm, and I'm training when they're not. And so it was just that little bit of edge. Sure. The blood doping and the steroids and everything else helped, but you know, (laughs) if you follow cycling, everyone else was doing that too. So, uh, but yeah, if you really want to, if you want to, if you want to improve your game, play in all conditions, just play Mm -hmm. when, when, when you're set to go play, go play. If this is something just fun to do in the sunshine, don't go out when it's cold. Just enjoy the sport. That's how I golf. I golf. I'm I'm a fair weather golfer. Yeah. Like if it's, you know, 75 and sunny, I'll go golfing with friends. Sure. Yeah. Disc golf, I'll go in the snow. I'll go in the rain if I have to. But if you like playing tournaments, never shy away to weather. Like I, oh, sure. I love your idea of if you're going to go, go. Yeah. Because how often do you get to, you know, spin the dial for weather on tournament days? Well, and it's, I've got a fairly flexible schedule. I work for myself, but not everybody does. And if you've scheduled, you know, if you've set aside some time to go play, go play. Yeah, absolutely. So. <clears throat> well, I uh, that pretty much does it for us this week. We're back, though. Yeah, we're back. Uh, and we really appreciate everybody listening and not, hopefully, you didn't, you know, delete us from your subscription queue. So, um, but we'll be back. Uh, should be fairly consistent f- for the next couple of weeks. We might miss around Christmas mm-hmm. travel. But yep. uh, we're here. We're, we're, we like playing disc golf and we like hearing from you. So write into us, proamdiscgolf at gmail.com, facebook.com slash proamdiscgolf, uh, tw- Instagram yep. at proamdiscgolf. And uh, if you want to send us a letter or something, you, there's a P.O. box on uh, <laughs> on our Facebook page that you can mail stuff to. Also, I almost forgot this. Ooh. We have uh, some great stuff to give away. So get ready for that. Um, Bobby at Dynamic Discs. Cool Daddy Slick Breeze. Yep, Cool Daddy Slick Breeze. Bobby Brown um, very generously uh, gifted us with some a stack of discs that have been, uh, I believe they were. testers. Yeah, I believe they were used in the. Uh, Is this disc right for you series? Yeah, or even the, well, Heiser or something. Oh, okay. you yeah. know, I don't know, which whichever ones. But they're, they're thrown, they're t- factory tested discs, which is pretty cool. They're all in great shape, but they've been thrown, you know, a handful of times. And uh, so kind of a cool, unique chance to get your hands on something like that. So we will be giving those away in the near future. We also still have some codes from Infinite mm. Discs to give away that I remembered just the other day. Nice. Uh, that I think are still valid. I'm sure they are. Yeah. So um, keep uh, your... Holiday season is coming. Yeah, keep your phone tuned. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Actually, we should make sure we give do a giveaway before Yeah. next week. We'll have something announced or posted even on... We'll post something up on Instagram. We'll figure out something. So follow us on Instagram. That's where we do our giveaways. Uh, we should do something here too. At Instagram. And we'll do something here. Yep. We'll think of something. 
but lots of stuff coming. Yeah. So follow us on Instagram if you want to see what, what we're giving away and, uh, it's discs or infinite box. So it's pretty sweet stuff. Win, win. So, and, uh, these are all like new trilogy discs. So good stuff. Yeah. Um, but until next time, keep throwing plastic. Cheers.